Shalom to all. Today's daf is based on daf Zion. We are starting six lines from the top, the second word on the line. And today's daf is sponsored. Le'ilu Nishmas, Mars, Miriam, Sarah, Basar, Yaakov, Moshe. Her neshama should have an aliyah. And Le'ilu Nishmas, Rabbi Yachmiel, Mordechai, Ben Reb Chaim Heitner, his neshama should have an aliyah. Now we concluded somewhere in the middle of the sugya. Rav had said that when an egg emerges from the hen, it's considered complete. Beta imitsiyasa nigmara. And the Gemara was trying to discuss what does this mean. After two suggestions, the Gemara said that this is a business-related halacha. An egg which was laid can hatch into chicks, therefore can be used for breeding. Whereas one taken from inside of a hen cannot. A story was brought with a fellow that asked for eggs from a live hen and was given eggs from a shechted hen. And Rav Ami Paskin that it's a mekach toys, the sale is null and void because he clearly wanted them for breeding and he may not give him eggs from a shechted hen. And now we have another story about this. There was a person that told the egg sellers, who has eggs from a male, which means who has fertilized eggs that can be used for breeding. They gave him eggs that were warmed from the ground, meaning they were unfertilized eggs. He told them, so it's a mekach and the whole entire sale is null and void, you have to give him his money back. So he asked Pshita, isn't that obvious? He clearly stipulated that he wants fertilized eggs. The Gemara explains, no, you might have thought that he really just wanted these eggs for eating. And the only reason why he said that he wanted fertilized eggs is that's because they're fattier, they're richer, and therefore they're tastier, and that's why he wants them. And what would be the nafkamina if that was actually the case? You would only have to refund him the difference in price between fertilized and unfertilized eggs, but it's not considered a full blown mekachtos. Kamash Mlon, the Chiddush is, since he stipulated he wanted fertilized eggs, obviously he wants them for breeding, and therefore it's a full-blown mekachtos, you have to give him his money back, and you have to give him proper eggs. Now we make another suggestion what Rav meant. Vibais aim alternative, we could say, my imitsiyas enigmara, what does that mean? Imitsiyas enigmara, that it's completed when it comes out. Imitsiyas ruba enigmara, that upon the emergence of the majority of the egg, it's considered completed. Rabbi is just like Rabbi Yechelen, he says, if the egg emerged for the most part from the chicken before Yontif, Vichazra, and then it went back into the chicken and then it was laid on Yontif, Mutars Lachab Yontif, you're allowed to eat it on Yontif because it's considered like it was laid even before Yontif. Vikadamra and some say, My Imitsyasanigmara, what does that mean? Imitsyasanigmara, Imitsyas Kula Nigmara. Only when it completely emerges, then it's considered completed. Imitsyas Kula in, that's only if it completely emerged before Yontif. Aval Ruba Lai. However, if the majority of it emerged before Yontif, it's still not considered like it was laid. Ulafukumid Rabbiachan, actually excluding Rabbiachan's halacha. And Gufa, we had mentioned previously on the previous daf, some of the shechts a hen and he finds eggs inside. You're allowed to eat them with milk. They're 100% pyre. They're not considered like they're part of the chicken. They're not flesh eggs. Rabbi Yaakov Eimer, he says, If they're still interwoven with sinews, Asuris then they're Asur, meaning you're not allowed to eat them with milk. They're still considered part of the chicken. And Mantan Allahadatan Rabbanon, who's the town of the following Brisa? Some of them eats from Nevela of a kosher bird. A kosher bird that wasn't properly shechted is considered a Nevela, but it's not Matami like a regular Nevela by touching it. It's only Matami one that eats it. However, only one that eats something that's considered basar, flesh, that's part of the chicken, is going to become tame. And now this bryas is going to discuss what's considered basar. If the person eats menashal shalbetzim from a cluster of eggs that was found inside this bird, menatzamas from its bones, menagidin from the sinews, umenabasar shenitlash menachai, or from flesh of this bird that was detached while the bird was still alive, tahari is tar because none of these are really considered like flesh of the bird. Bones aren't considered flesh, and neither is this cluster of eggs that was found inside. However, menashal shalbetzim, if he ate from the group of eggs that are found by the ovaries of this bird, meaning where they're actually growing, that's where they're produced, from the crop, from the intestines, or he completely melted the fat of this bird, and then he swallowed it, he's going to be considered Tomei, because that's considered like actually eating from the flesh of the bird. Now, Mantan, who's the town of the ratio of this Brisa, shal shal tar, that if he ate from the shawl of Beitzim, he's Tahar, um, Rav Yesu, he says, do like Rabbi Yaakov, that's not like Rabbi Yaakov, dik Rabbi Yaakov, who's like Rabbi Yaakov, Ha'amar, he says, that if these eggs are interwoven with Gidin, so then they're also to eat with milk, meaning they're 
actually part of the bird. So Amalei Abai, Abai told Rabbi Yosef, Mimai, who says that's true? Perhaps the only reason why Rabbi Yaakov Asrud eating those eggs over there is El Inyan Yisura only in regards to the Isra of eating Basar Bechal, of eating these eggs with milk. But he doesn't necessarily say that it's considered part of the bird to the extent that if a person eats it, he's going to become Tomei. And Mechitim, if you want to suggest, that we should also be Gazer Legabe Tomei as well, that the same way it's considered part of the bird, and therefore there's an Isra of eating a Basar Bechal, of these eggs are considered flesh eggs. So too, if he eats these eggs from a Nevela of Oiftar, he's going to be Tomei as well. That's considered increasing Shinon wouldn't want to increase Tumah unnecessarily. So the ratio of this Brai is not necessarily not like Rabbi Yaakov. And the Ikadamri, some say, Who's a Tana that says that if he ate from the Eshkol of Beitzim, so he's going to be Tameh? That's Rabbi Yaakov. This is talking about the Sefer of the Brai. So the Amar, he says, that if he ate from the eggs and they were Mu'uris Begidin, they were interwoven with the sinews, and then they're going to be Asr to eat with milk because they're considered part of the hen and they're considered flesh eggs, therefore they're part of the bird. So once again, Amrle Abai, Abai told Rabbi Yosef, who says that when we say he ate from the baitsim of the eshkol, we're talking about eggs which are hanging from the eshkol, meaning they're in the ovaries in the place where they're produced. Dilma eshkol gufe. Maybe we're talking about eating the actual ovaries themselves, meaning that reproductive part of the chicken. And if you're going to suggest as a that eshkol gufe memra, what's the whole chiddush to say that a person's going to be tummy if he eats from the eshkol from the ovaries of the hen itself? Obviously, that's part of the bird, so of course you're going to become tummy. It's just like the korkabon of the the crop and the intestines, the Afagav, the Basarnin, who even though they are considered part of the flesh of the bird, even the Ika Inchi, the Loy Achli, since there are people that are not going to eat it, eating the crop and the intestines of the bird is not really the nicest thing to eat. Israchash, meaning we still have to teach that a person is going to be Tomei if he eats it. Hachanami, so too over here, even the Ika Inchi, the Loy Achli, since there's going to be a person that's not going to eat the Eshkel, he's not going to eat the ovaries or the reproductive part of the bird, Israchash, meaning we still have to tell you that a person is going to be to come Tomei if he ate it from the Nevela of Aif Tahar. And therefore, the safe of the Mishnah says Abai to Rav Yosef, is not necessarily like Rabbi Yaakov either. And more about eggs. Tanarabon, we have a brass. Kosha Tashmisha Bayoim, anything that mates during the day, Noilid Bayoim, so its offspring is birthed during the day. Kosha Tashmisha Balaila, and anything that mates during the night, Noilid Balaila, so its offspring is birthed at night. Kosha Tashmisha Bayoim, Bayoim Balaila, anything which mates, whether during the day or at night, Noilid Bayoim, Bayoim Balaila, so its offspring is going to be given birth to both during the day and at night. And now we explain this. Kosha Tashmisha Bayoim, Noilid Bayoim, anything which mates during the day, so it's going to be born during the day. Zutar Nagalis, this is talking about a hen. A hen is going to lay his eggs only during the day. And Kosha Tashmisha Balaila, Noilid Belayla, Zu Atalif, this is talking about a bat. Bats will be born at night. And Kosha Tashmisha, Bain Bayoim, Bain Belayla, Adam, that's talking about a person, Vachal Dedamile, and anything similar to a person. And now Omar Mar, on this halacha, Kosha Tashmisha Bayoim, Nolid Bayoim, Zu Tarnagalis is referring to a hen. A hen will mate during the day and therefore lay its eggs during the day. Lamain Afkamino, what's the practical difference? Who cares if it's laid during the day or at night? He says, Let's say you check the chicken coop, Me'erev Yontif, on Erev Yontif, Veloy Matzabah and you didn't find any eggs in it. Ulamachar, and the next day, meaning Yontif, Hishkim, the person woke up really early, he woke up before daybreak, Umatzabah and he found an egg there. Mutaris, it's permitted to eat that egg, because that egg was for sure laid during the day and not at night, and therefore it's not a Beitzah Shanal de Yontif. The Gemara asks, hold on, Vahaloy Badak, he checked before Yontif, and he didn't find an egg there. Obviously, it was late at night. So we say, Amer, Loy Badak Yafa Yafa, we'll say that he really didn't check very well, and really the egg was there before Yontif. And Rafil Badak Yafa, even if he did check well, Amer will say that Yatsa Ruba, that majority of it came out before Yontif, and then it went back into the hen, and that's just like Rabbi Yechanan that we had said previously on this Amud, that that's considered like it was laid before Yontif. The Gemara asks, hold on, is that so? If he checked his chicken coop before Yontif, and he didn't find an egg there, and the next day he woke up early before daybreak and he found an egg there, a 
Asura, it's Asura to eat that egg. So we answer Hassam over there, that member of Yesi Ben Shol, but the Safna Merara is talking about where it was an unfertilized egg. An unfertilized egg is going to be laid at night and not necessarily during the day. So we ask Ihachi if that's so, that when we find an egg early morning on Yontef, that we have to suspect that it's an unfertilized egg. So the Rav Mari Nami, we should suspect that same thing in the case of Rav Mari, Ara Safna. The case of Rav Mari also, we should suspect that it's an unfertilized egg and he should not be allowed to eat it. So we answer no. The case of Rav Mari is does. There was a male there and therefore it was fertilized. We ask Nami, even if there was a male there, we could still say it was an unfertilized egg. Just because there was a male there doesn't mean that he fertilized the egg. So Amravin, he says, Gemiri, we know, if there's a male in the vicinity, so the hen is not going to lay an unfertilized egg. So the Gemara asks, how far away is this rooster allowed to be that we say it must be that the rooster fertilized the egg and it's not an unfertilized egg? So Amrav Gamzim Shmei, the Rav, he says, as long as Zainom and on top, the Shama if the hen was within earshot of the rooster's crow during the day, that's because they made that day, then it's not going to lay an unfertilized egg. And Avad Rav Mari Uvda, Rav Mari actually had a situation, Ad Shitin Bati, that there was a rooster 60 houses away, and he relied on that and said, it must be this egg that I found early Yontif morning, it's from that rooster 60 houses away that fertilized my hen's egg, and he said this egg is permitted. However, we continue qualifying, if there's a river in between the rooster and the hen, it's not going to cross over the river. But if there's a bridge, then it will cross over the bridge to fertilize the hen's egg. Vika Mitra, but if the bridge is a rope bridge, meaning there's just a plank of wood and there's a rope that you would have to hold onto, then Loy Avra, it's not going to cross over that rope bridge. But Hava Ovda, there's actually a story, the Avra Mitra, and this rooster crossed over the river on this rope bridge and fertilized the hen's egg. And now is the perfect place for inserting some sort of joke about a chicken crossing a road or a rooster crossing a river. Now we analyze this memo. Rabbi Yasef Ben Shal said, Bishem Rav, that if he had checked before Yontif, there was no egg, and then early Yontif morning he found that there was an egg, he has to assume that it's unfertilized. Now, when I came to be the Merara, that which we had established, that it's an unfertilized egg. So my area badak, why does it have to be only that if he checked before Yontif and he didn't find an egg, and now he found one early Yontif morning, then we assume that it's unfertilized. Kilai badak nami, even if he didn't check before Yontif, why don't we assume that it's an unfertilized egg? So we answer, kiloi badak, if he didn't check before Yontif, so then we would assume that it actually was laid before Yontif and it's permitted. So we ask Yihachi if that's actually the case. So kibadak nami, even if he did check before Yontif and he didn't find an egg, Ema, why don't we just say that Yatsa Ruba Vachazrahi, the majority of the egg came out of the hen before Yontif, it went back in Uchid Rabbi Yechanan, and we hold like Rabbi Yechanan that that's considered like it was laid before Yontif. So we answered Rabbi Yechanan Rabbi Yechanan's case where it came out the majority and then went back in and then was laid fully on Yontif, that's not common, and therefore we don't have to suspect that. So therefore, according to Rabbi Yesi ben Shal B'Shem Rav, if he checked before Yontif and there was no egg and early Yontif morning there was an egg, we assume it was an unfertilized egg which was laid at night. However, if there's a rooster in the area, then we assume it's a fertilized egg laid during the day. And one more he says, Hi, Tumashika, if we have ground garlic, we have a danger of Gali over here. As we had said at the end of Masech HaSukkah, we discussed the issue of liquid left exposed and the fear that a snake drank from it left some of its poison inside. The same issue applies to crushed garlic if left exposed. And we had said, The second Machlekes in our Mishnah between Beisham and Beishil was about Sa'ar and Chamet. Beishil was Machmer and maintained that the Isra of both Sa'ar and Chamet on Pesach is a Kezayis. Beisham was Mekel and said that Sa'ar is a Kezayis, but Chamet is a Kezayis. Now, what is Sa'ar? An extreme form of Chamet. Usually, dough which was fermented to the point that it can cause other dough to rise, like a sourdough artisan bread yeast starter. Now, there are two Yisurim on Pesach, one of eating, achila, the Pasuk says, lo yachel chametz, and the other of possession, bayura bayimatzai, the Pasuk says, lo yerelecha chametz, lo yerelecha sa'ar. Now, the Gemara says, maitamayat beishamay, what's beishamay's reasoning that there's a difference in the shear of sa'ar and chametz? We answer, im kain, if so, lichne rechman chametz, the Pasuk should have only written the word chametz, vlay bay sa'ar, and we shouldn't have had to mention sa'ar at all, va'anamina, and I would say, uma chametz, kashe. Just like chametz, it does not have strong leavening properties. It can't really turn something else into chametz because Zayis, the is 
Mesra is a kezayis. So Sa'ar Shechimutse Kasha. Sa'ar, which has very strong leavening properties, like Kal Shekain, for sure the Isra should be a kezayis. So Sa'ar, the Kazrach Manolamali, why is the Torah mentions the word Sa'ar at all? Lar Melacha, must be to tell you, Shiur Shalzeh, like a Shiur Shalzeh, that they have two different Shiurim. Ubez Hill, Trichi, Bez Hill says that we need both Psukim. The Kazrach Manolamali, if the Pasuk only wrote Sa'ar, Havamina, I would say, Mishum the Chimutse Kasha, since it has very strong leavening properties, that's why it's Asr. Avo Chametz, in Chimutse Kasha, Chametz doesn't have strong leavening properties. Amoloi, I might say it's not Asr. Tzricha, that's why I need a Pasuk of Chametz. And because Rahman Chametz, if I only had the Pasuk of Chametz, Mishum the Royal Achilo, I would say it's Asr because you could eat Chametz. Avo Sa'ar, Shein Royal Achilo, since you can't eat Sa'ar, it's not something that a person would eat. Amoloi, I would say there's no Isr. Tzricha, that's why I need both Psukim. Now the Gemara asks on Beishamayu. Beishamayu, let's look at Rabzeira. Beishamayu doesn't hold Rabzeira. Dom Rabzeira, Rabzeira says, Pasach Kasav Bissar, the Pasach starts talking about Sa'ar. The Pasach tells us, Shivas Yamim, Sa'ar, Loi Matzibatechem, Vesim Bechamet, but it concludes talking about Chamet. It says, Kol Oichal Machmetzes, Venechrasa, Lerm Lachada tell you, Zehu Sa'ar, Zehu Chamet, that Sa'ar and Chamet is the same thing. So how can Bishamai say that the Shear of Sa'ar and Chamet are different? So the Gemara answers, Lain Achila Kuliamli Pligi, in regards to eating Chamet, no one argues, everyone agrees that the Isra is a Kazayas. Ki Pligi, what's the whole argument? Lain in Beer, in regards to destroying Chamet, namely in regards to the Isra of Bayur Abayamate. Bishamai Savri, they hold Loyafin and Beer Meachila, we don't learn Beer from Achila, and therefore, Sa'ar and Chamet have different Isurim. Ubez Hol Savri, and they hold Yalfinum Beer Meachila, we do learn Beer from Achila, and therefore, Sa'ar and Chamet are going to have the same Shear of Isur. And it's Marnami, who's also stated on Rabbi Yasser Barchanini, he says, Machlekes Le'inyan Beer, the whole Machlekes is in regards to the Isur Ba'ayur Ba'ayimatze, Avol Le'inyan Achila, in regards to eating Divra Ha'kal Zev Zeb Kazayis, everyone agrees that the Isur is a Kazayis. And Tainami Hachi, we have a brass like this. It says in the Pasuk, Vlayer Lecha Chamets, Vlayer Lecha Sa'ar, Zeo Machlekes Shebein Beisham Beisel, this is a Machlekes between Beisham Beisel, Shebeisham Beisham, they say Sa'ar Bekazayis Vachamets Bekakosavets, Ubezil Aimrim, they say Zev Zeb Kazayis, that both the Shear of Chamets and Sa'ar is a Kazayis. And we had said a Shechin Chayav Aif Beyantif, the third Machlekes in Mishnah was about Shechting a bird or a non domestic animal on Yantif without pre prepared dirt for Kisu Adam. Beishamai seemed to allow digging for dirt on Yantif, even the Chatchila, and Beis Hill seemed to only allow it with Yevid, but Chatchila, if he doesn't have dirt prepared for Kisu Adam, he isn't allowed to Shech the bird or Chaya on Yantif. But now we're going to analyze this part of the Mishnah step by step. The Mishnah had said, Ha Shechet, one that did Shech the Evid in the Chatchila light, that seems to be only if he Shechted it without dirt with Yevid, that's okay, but Chatchila, he's not allowed to Shech it without pre prepared dirt, and that's in Shitas Beishamai. But Amos Sefa, let's look at the next part of the statement. Ubezilim, Ubezil says, you are not allowed to shecht. And that is the Lashon of Lichatchila. Michal Tanakama Savar, that implies that the Tanakama, who's based Shammai, they hold Yishchait, that you are allowed to shecht Lichatchila. So it seems to be a stira. Does the Tanakama, meaning Beis Shammai, allow you to shecht Lichatchila without pre prepared dirt or not? The Gemara says, Holy Kasha, that's not a problem. What Beis Hill is saying is don't shecht and cover over the blood. Beis Shammai is talking about in the case of Ibidiyavid. Lichatchila, don't shecht without having dirt. Bidiyavid, if you shecht without dirt, so then you're allowed to dig and cover it over. And Beis Hill is saying is that even Bidiyavid, if you shecht it without dirt, you should just shecht and you shall not cover it over. But now we continue and say, hold on, Ema Seifa. What about the Seifa of the Mishnah? Umaydim, they agree. Beis Hill agrees to Beis Shammai, Sheim Shachat, that if you did shecht, that you could dig with your spade and use that dirt to cover over the blood. Mechal Duresha, Lav Diyavid, who? So that implies that Duresha is not talking about a case of Bidiyavid, because clearly the Seifa is talking about a Bidiyavid, meaning the Duresha is talking about a case of Ilchatchila. So what are we talking about over here? A case of Ilchatchila or Bidiyavid. So Amarabah, he answers, Hachikamah, this is what we're saying in the Mishnah. Hashoichet Shabali Malach, a Shoichet that's coming to ask what is he supposed to do? He wants a Shecht, a bird, or a Chaya on Yontef, and he does not have pre prepared dirt. Ketzad Armelai, what should we tell him? So Beishamay, Aymerim Beishamay says, Aymerim, we tell him, Shechait, you should Shecht, Chafar, dig, Vechasei, and then cover over the blood. Or Beishil, 
He shouldn't shecht unless he has pre-prepared dirt from before Yontif. Now, Rabbi Yosef, um, Rabbi Yosef argues with Rabbi, and he says, This is what the Mishnah is saying. The Sheikh is coming to ask what is he supposed to do. He doesn't have any dirt from before Yontif. What should we tell him? Beishamai says, We tell him, Go and dig, and cover over. Don't shecht unless he has pre-prepared dirt. And now we're going to understand what exactly is this machlex between Rabbi and Rabbi Yosef and how to understand Shitas Beishamai. And now, Amrlai Abayla Rabbi Yosef, Abayla told Rabbi Yosef, Let's say that you, Ma, Rabbi Yosef, and Rabbi argue in this memoir of Rabbi Zeir B'Shem Rav. The Amr Rabbi Zeir Amr Rav, he says, Some of the shechts of Chayir Oif, he has to make sure that there's dirt underneath it, you could shecht on top of that dirt, and then you have to put more dirt on top of it. Shenemar says in the Pasuk, You shall pour out its blood, and cover it in the earth. It doesn't say cover it with earth, you should cover it in the earth. Milam, this teaches us, a person that shechts, he has to make sure that there's dirt underneath it. Therefore, when you shecht, the blood goes into that earth, and now it's considered in the earth, and then you cover it over with more earth. Demar is laid Reb Zera. You, Reb Yasef, hold Reb Zera. Rabbi less laid Reb Zera, and Rabbi doesn't hold Reb Zera. Because Reb Yasef says that we tell this shechet on Yantif that you should first dig, and then you should shecht. The reason why you're first digging is so that you can have that dirt underneath, and then you can shecht and cover it over with more dirt. Whereas Rabbi says we tell him to first shecht, and then to cover it over with dirt. So Amr Leir, Yasef told Abai, both I and Rabba hold of Rabzera. Bahaka Bahakamafigina and over here, what are we arguing about? Rabba Savar he holds e eka offer lamata in Eloi Loi. If this person has pre-prepared dirt from before Yantev to shecht on top of, meaning this is the bottom dirt, so then we're gonna tell him that he's allowed to shecht, and then Lichatchila dig up more dirt on Yantev. However, if he does not have this dirt underneath prepared before Yantev, then we're gonna tell him he's not allowed to dig up that dirt. Why? Because Hashino and Dilma Mimlach, perhaps he's gonna change his mind, Beloi Shachet, he's not gonna end up shechting, and he's gonna have dug dirt for nothing. Therefore, only if he has dirt prepared from before Yantef for underneath do we tell him he's a lot of shecht, and then Lechatchilo dig up more dirt on Yantef to cover it over. However, Lidi, according to me, Rav Yosef, Ha'adifa, it's better to tell him that he's allowed to dig up dirt even before the Shechita, the Eloi Sharsle, because if you don't allow him to do that, we're going to end up preventing him from Simchas Yantef. He's not going to end up shechting because we're going to tell him he's not allowed to dig up this dirt, and then he's not going to have Simchas Yantef, he's not going to have meat on Yantef, and therefore it's preferable to tell him that he's allowed to dig up the dirt before Shechita, and then he's going to be able to have Simchas Yantef. We're going to stop here for the day. Pick up tomorrow with continuing to talk about this Machlekes of Kisu Adam. But for now, everyone should have a wonderful day.